about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshukba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. To lament and another to cheer. There's a right time to make love and another to abstain. There's a right time to embrace and another to part. There's a right time to search and another to count your losses. Let him go. There's a right time to hold on and another to what? Let it go. There's a right time to cry, to rip out, rip out, rip out. Tear up the photograph. Rip it out of your Instagram and your Facebook. Let it go. And then another time to mend. There's a right time to shut up. You talk too much. And another to speak. There's a right time to love. And another to hate. There's a right time to wage war. And another to make peace. Genesis chapter 26 and verse 1. It says, And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Jerah. And in verse 14 of Genesis chapter 12, uh, the same Genesis 26 says, Then Isaac sold in that land and received that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great, and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possession of herds and great stores of servants. And the Philistines envied him. By the way, if you've lost your key, car keys, uh, go to one of the, uh, go to Margaret at the back uh, and sort it out. Mm-hmm. Mm. One, two. God help you. There's a time to adjust the microphone <laughs> and a time to leave it alone. God has made it such that our lives are in seasons and times. Our greatest prayer is that we do not miss God's seasons or time for our life. God truly is in control of our lives. However, what we do can influence to a great deal 
the preparations for these changes. The book of Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21 says, He changes the times and seasons. Can I say this quickly while we're on that scripture? Times and seasons are not the same. They are different. There is a winter season and then there is October, November, December in it. There is time in it. Therefore, you can be in the right season but miss your timing. The season was the season of famine for Isaac but it was, this, it was the time to sow. Listen to me. In a season of famine, you do not sow. Because it's pointless. But for Isaac, that season was a famine, but it was the right time to sow. So if in that season of famine he didn't sow, he would not be rich. And many of us are modeling seasons and times together. Because it, I could be in the right season, but I may miss what I'm supposed to do in that season. Are you following what I'm saying? I may be in the right season of my life that, okay, this is my life, this is uh, God is saying, things are happening, but if I don't do what is right at that season, I will miss out on God. And many of us are sitting here and we are in the right season, but we're missing our timing. You are in the right season of the, of, of the greatness of your life, but you are doing nothing with it. And the Bible says that he changes the times and the seasons. And during that period, he removes kings and raises up kings. So, in the season that God is removing kings, he's raising up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. What you need to be careful about is knowing your growing season. Because harvest is the product of an effort or action. For there to be a harvest, I'm telling you, right decisions must be made about the seed in your hand. There is a knowing for a growing. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a season where right decisions have to be made so that we do not regress instead of progress. We are also in the days of old where there is a famine in the land and those who make the right decision will reap the good of the land. Because even if you look into the United Kingdom, we are in what we call unprecedented, untried, untested seasons. We have never experienced this before. Parliament is suspended. We are at an impasse. Nobody knows what is going to happen. The news media have frustrated because every single prediction has not come to pass. 
we are in a very unusual season. And as we step into 2020, God says, prepare the ground for a harvest in 2020. When really serious seasons. And like Isaac, those who stay and act right are those who the wealth of the Gentiles will be transferred over to. There are seasons and times. There may be a season where God says, go and do this and you're there. And there may be a season that what you're doing or where you are has dried up. You need to move on. There was a season where Elijah was at the brook and food, ravens, was feeding him. But there was a season where he says the brook dried up. If he still stayed there, he would have died, even though he was a prophet. And I need to say this clearly because it breaks my heart when people don't realize that you are seed. Your life is a seed. What you do with your seed determines what happens in the future. And you need to realize the following things about seed. Number one, your life being a seed is a source or a beginning of anything. Not your parents. Not your boss. You are the seed that will begin something. The seed is the image of a harvest. The acorn has within it an oak tree. The little bitty acorn has all it needs to make it into an oak tree. You are the image of your harvest. How your life is today will determine what it will be tomorrow. Listen to me carefully. When Worship Tabernacle started 16 years ago, in that small place where we were, in that green hall where we were, in that small place where we didn't have drums and all we had was those electric drums, those small, tiny, not this, not this fanciful shine, shine stuff that you have there. No, 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 all that. We had all those small little things. Inside there, when we were in Interchange Studio, in that small place, we had two albums in us. We had two services in us. We had a building in us. It was, it was already in the smallness for where we were going. People will come there, and I remember, and I shared this in the first service, a, a lady was coming to our church, then the husband came one time, and the husband said, no, 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 you can't come, you can't go to that church, because, because we need to go to another church. And the other church was massive, it was big, everything was set up. Yeah, but, but because the people will always see you in your smallness. But inside that little small person you are is an acorn of is a is a tree of greatness. You are just an image of your harvest. Number two, everyone has seed. Everyone. Maybe not discovered, maybe not used, but everyone has one. Pastor, what do you mean like what do you mean about this? Number one, you'll find out that Joseph and Daniel's seed was a gift of interpretation. 
That was their seed. Solomon was wisdom. Samson was strength. Isaac's seed was his father's covenant. <laughs> and so many of you that curse your father and your mother out, be careful. There's a time to shut up and there's a time to speak. The only thing that was speaking for Isaac was the seed and the covenant of his father, which he did not despise. Do you know what Esther's seed was? Was her beauty. Not to slay men, but to deliver Israel from impending danger. What was Moses' seed? The rod in his hands. What was Rebekah's seed? Her hospitality. It was her hospitality that cooked her up with Isaac, not her weave. It wasn't her weave. Isaac didn't even see her. It wasn't her lipstick. It wasn't the nails. What, 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 what connected her to her greatness was her seed of hospitality. She must have known to serve people. That's why God served her. What about the woman with the issue of blood? Her seed was her faith. The Shunammite woman, her seed was her giving. Everyone sitting here has seed. Everyone has something inside them for their greatness. Number three, don't despise the size of your seed. Size doesn't matter to God. Big things come in small packages. Start something today as tomorrow is the result of your yesterday. Start something small. Start a business, start a ministry, start a relationship, start a course. Because you listen to me. Seeds are not for lazy people. When you refuse what it takes to be rich, you have made a choice to be poor. You either live as a sower or you live as a beggar. When you despise your seed, that's because you are lazy. Meaning, I will know exactly how the, your harvest will be by what you do on a daily basis. So I don't have a job. And then you decide to wake up at 12 o'clock. Between 5 a.m. and 12 o'clock, someone like you that doesn't have a job has just made a killing. This is someone like you. Someone like you has put their shoes on eBay and just found out that they've made more money than what they bought it for. And they've just decided, something just went on like, I can make money like this. I wanted to buy a phone recently. I had to call my nephew. Very industrious. He can sell anything. Absolutely anything. I said, I need a phone. He says, give me 24 hours. In 24 hours, he downloaded a phone. I paid for it. And then when I said, okay, I, was, I will give you the money. The next question he asked is, should I bring it down to your house? And as I was about to say, oh, how nice, he says, for a fee. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't worry. He's, he's charging me for delivery. In a few minutes, he had made a killing from his uncle. Just a few minutes. While you are sleeping and you're crying that you don't have a job, without realizing that the reason you don't have a job is because God wants to set you up as an entrepreneur. 
a provider. And you're crying about where you're coming from. Seeds are not for lazy people. And many people are despising their seed. Just imagine Rebecca despised her seed of hospitality. She will not get where she's going. Just imagine Esther despised her seed. Just imagine Moses said, I don't have anything. God says, you do. He says, I don't have anything. God says, you do. So what, what do I have? He says, the rod in your hand. What you have in your hand will part the Red Sea. When it's serious season this time, and I have to teach you some certain things that will set you up for what God has for you. Many of us are wasting our seed. You need to recognize, and I won't be able to finish this today, so I'm just going to give you one, that your seed, all your life, will go through two major challenges. Two major challenges. To be able to have maximum harvest. It will go through two major challenges to produce a life of productivity that will have a lasting effect. Two challenges. And this is the challenges many people don't like. The first one I'm going to talk about is what I call the challenge of isolation. Tap someone and say, you will go through a challenge. See, they didn't talk. If I said, turn to someone and say, here, victory is yours, you will shout. Turn to them and say to them, you will go through a challenge. Come and tap them and say, yo, 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 yo. You will go through a challenge. Turn to someone else. Turn to them and say, you will go through a challenge. Called isolation. Mm. Mm. Your seed or your life will always have to go through a period of isolation. That is where the real battle lies. I'm going to give you a story familiar with many people, but just a reminder. It's called the story of the bamboo tree. Many people know about that tree. Like all other plants and trees, this is what you need to recognize. The Chinese bamboo tree requires nurturing through water, fertile soil, and also enough sunshine to ensure that it grows. If you try to plant a Chinese bamboo tree, you have to make sure that it has enough water, the right soil, and enough exposure to sunlight. But, you will never see any visible growth in the first year. After the second year, nothing will grow above the ground. And if you choose to continue, on the third and the fourth year, you will see nothing too. Finally, in the fifth year, something amazing will happen. The bamboo tree that you planted will grow to 80 feet tall in six weeks. Fact, go check it out. In six weeks, if you, if, someone say if, if. you continue to water it and nurture it, in six weeks, it will go to 80 feet tall. Isn't that amazing? Do you know 80 feet? What 80 feet? It's taller than this building. 
But let's go back a bit. So you have a bamboo tree. You plant the seed in the ground. Nothing is happening. And every single day, periodically, you're pouring water on nothing. Nothing is growing. Maybe you don't even know what side you planted. And then you just keep pouring water. You keep nurturing it. You keep pouring manure and something on top of it. On something you can't see. And somebody does that for four years in a row. Four or five years in a row. And nothing shows up. This does not sit down well with this generation. The question that was asked was, does this mean that within the first four years, nothing was happening to the tree? No, not at all. In fact, the bamboo tree was growing, but it was growing underground in what you can't see. It was isolated. It was in its period of isolation. This is where you and I quit. Because we're not seeing anything. Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 to 18. He says, but when he pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb. Who what? Separated me. Who what? Separated me from my mother's womb. And called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. That I may preach him amongst the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. And abode with him 15 days. When God called him, he went into the desert. He went to the desert for three years. Nobody knew who he was. For three years, the guy was in the desert. He didn't know where he was. Like the bamboo tree also. In isolation for five years. And suddenly, wow, when did this happen? How many of us, honestly, you go through a place sometime. And after a while, you don't go through that place. Especially in, 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 in London here. And then after probably a year or six months, you go through the place and suddenly you just see these tall houses. Like in Canning Town. Have you ever been to Canning Town recently? Go there. It's no more Canning. It's opening. There's no car anymore. This same place I lived for a long time that looks like a, 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 a slum. Buildings, massive ones, are going up. And when they yesterday, I was like, ah, ah, ah. What happened here? What happened here? Just a few months, the thing just gone. Everywhere has gone up. It's kind of like the bamboo tree. The problem was that the building didn't just go tall like that. Many years or many times they were excavating the land, pouring stuff in it, covered it all up with scaffolding. Nobody saw what was happening. Listen to me. Listen, I want to say this to you. Like the bamboo tree, silence is the element in which great things fashion themselves. Many of us are too noisy. Isolation is paying a price at an inconvenient time. Isolation means a time of winter. Time where there's no fruit 
a time of preparation than a time of celebration. But I need to say this so you can get this right. Like the bamboo tree, every tree, every tree, or mostly a bamboo tree, Chinese bamboo tree, like our lives, must go through three phases. Let me teach you these phases. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 to 29, quickly. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 to 26, it says, Jesus also said, this is, this, this is important, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seeds on the ground. Night and day, while, he, while he's asleep or awake, the seeds sprout and grow. But he does not understand how it happened. The earth produces the crop of its own, and as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes. We missed something. Can we go back, please? He says, the seed does not, uh, night and day, while he is asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. Keep going. Have I missed 28? And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with his sickle, and the harvest time has come. There's something missing, because it says, first, there is the leaf shows. You understand? And after the leaf shows, then there is the great, then there is the, the seed, the, no, 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 then there, 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 there is the, 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 then it sprouts, and then you start to see the ripened corn. And then when it ripens, it says, then it is the time of harvest. I need you to understand this because we're going in two things. Your period of isolation will produce three stages. Number one is what I call separation. Until you isolate yourself, greatness sometimes does not knock on your door. Some people see isolation as rejection. David was not rejected. He was only isolated for a greater call. For Samuel chapter 17, verse 32 to 37. Listen, because I'm very sober in the way I'm presenting this to us. When David was in the backside of the desert, nobody knew who he was. 17 year old. They didn't know who he was. His brothers were celebrating. He was training. When it was time for him to appear, the prophet first anointed him. When the prophet anointed him, help me find that scripture of the different stages in that book of Mark. Put the real one up. When, when the prophet anointed him, he went back into the desert. Aha! Verse 28. I knew you missed something. I'm too into the world. Yeah, come on. Come on. I knew you missed something. Don't mess me up. Jesus! I'm like, what? The earth produces the crop on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through. Then the heads of the wheat are formed. And finally, the grape or the grain ripens. Listen. So when David was anointed, they put oil on him. And when they put oil on him, he went back into the desert. 
while his brothers were still in the house. When Goliath came, they asked him, what is your CV? He said to them, when I was in the backside of the desert and no one was there, and a lion came, I didn't run. I, Pastor Ty, will run. I'm not sure if that's what God wants to teach you. But he didn't run. And many of you, once a lion rolls, you run. And the lion is not a real one. It is just your boss. In fact, sometimes your junior sister. You run. Sometimes church, you run. He says, I stood there and I fought the lion. Nobody, he didn't tell anybody. We didn't see in the scriptures that he came back to his dad and said, Dad, today I fought a lion. Then he was taking care of the sheep and then a bear appeared. A grizzly bear. And he fought the bear. Nobody understood that the lion and the bear, he was fighting them because he was going to soon fight Goliath. Are you young ones hearing me? Because we're going somewhere right now. You always want to be in the spotlight. And the spotlight is killing you. Because most times, God wants you to isolate yourself so that he can promote you. Let me say this before you get depressed. Each one of us will experience winters in our life. There is nobody in winter, pure winter, that is wearing a short t-shirt. Sometimes, during winter, we cover up. In fact, most of the time, it's in summer that you see what I did in winter. It's when I'm in the gym, when it's cold and I'm doing all that. And then in summer, you're telling me not to wear my fitted t-shirt. Are you all right? It's in the... God have mercy. It's in the winter when nobody knows what you're doing that productivity is happening. Many of us shy away from the winter. Maybe you're in the house, you're in your parents' house. And your parents are telling you to do what you don't like. It's your winter period. It's your time of isolation. It's the time of separation. Your failure to do it will not prepare you for where you're going. Maybe you're the head, you're the sister, you're the senior sister, and all your brothers and sisters and siblings are cheating you. They're enjoying themselves. Why you have to cook for them and do this for them and they're asking you for money and all that and you're getting fed up. Don't get fed up because it's your time of preparation. Because where God wants to take you, He wants to take you beyond the family to a nation. But you're despising it. Why me? I'm tired. I'm fed up. But if you can't take care of the little sheep that God has given you, how are you going to take care of a nation? If you can't fight with your siblings, I mean, I'm not saying physically fight, deal with issues with your siblings, how are you going to deal with your child? Deal with your husband or your, deal with your wife. And then deal with the conglomerate when God gives it to you. When those who are on your board, they want to really take you out. You know? Those who are prime ministers and all that kind of stuff, the battle they fought before they get there is what keeps them where they are. There's sharks all over the place. 
If you can't handle where you are and you're despising it, where are you going? But you know what? You want to go before you handle. There's a time we'll be lonely, misunderstood, rejected. Maybe because of the choice we make or even because of our mistakes. But I've always said this, that the road to success is lonely. Only the secured walk it to greatness. Nobody is coming to clap for your seat. No, eh? Nobody is going to come and clap for your seat. They clap for your harvest. Hey, that nobody is supporting me. Nobody is supporting me. Stop the nonsense. No one is going to support what they can't see. That's the fickleness of man. Man, there, there are three people you will have in your life. And pray for all of them. Say amen. amen. Those who will come to you in the cave of Adullam. Those who will come to you when you're nothing. Those who will be there. Come sunshine or rain. Whether you fail or you don't fail. Those people are, are, are with you. They are roots. They will die with you. They will live with you. If you fail, they're there. If you succeed, they're there. If you do, they're there. They're always there. Not many around you. There shouldn't be many. But they are there. And there are some that are there that if you fail, they will disappear. If you succeed, they're there. And they're going to be there. And there are some that just hate you. But pray to have all of them. And somebody just shook their head. You need them. I need those who will be with me through thick and thin. But I also need people who will put me on my toes. Because they only like me for my performance. But that's what will keep me going. I get out. You, 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 you just missed that. There are people who are waiting for my downfall. And because they're waiting for my downfall, I keep fighting forward. I met a rich guy and he said to me, he said, said ah, you're enjoying your, your business class and all that. He says, no, 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 no. I said, so how many things are you running after? He says, it's not what I'm running after. It's what I'm running from. Ah, every time I walk into the plane and I turn left, I look at the man and say, I have to make sure that I don't go right. And you may look like that is a proud talk, but he knows what he's saying. Because he says 90% of my business is done in my, on my left. I just meet people. It's what I'm running from. I sometimes running from the mistakes of my father. That keeps me on my toes. And there's some that are your enemies. And if they're not there, you will not be praying. Think about it. If David didn't have an enemy, he won't reach the throne. But there was a time David was isolated. And separation produces two things. Inspiration and preparation. When you are separated, when you are isolated, you will start to draw the design for your life. Jesus was isolated in the wilderness for 40 years. But that was his second isolation. The first time you saw Jesus was when he was 12. The next time you saw Jesus was when he was 30. And the next time we're going to hear about Jesus was three years after, after it finished. So he was isolated for 30 years for only three years of ministry. Wow. And you're crying. They're not allowing me to sing. Sit where you are. 
Because there's a time that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. They didn't invite me to their wedding. You're crying. Why don't you pray for your own wedding and don't invite them? (laughs) And you are watching them on Instagram as they were dancing away and all that kind of stuff. And Instagram, you're having, you're, 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 you're killing yourself on Instagram because some people were dancing, dancing away. And I, I thought you were my friend. Don't think anybody is your friend. Jesus is the only friend you need. All those are addendums. We're, we're too much bothered about how people see us than how God sees us. Therefore, we never take ourselves away. At a period of time to say, no more of this. This is what God wants me to focus on. Because your isolation will produce inspiration. There was a time I was isolated. There was a time, uh, 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 um, um, Connor went out with me to preach in a church. We finished the church. I've mentioned this before. As we are going, he said to me, he says, Pastor. He says, I've gone with you to so many places. Where they call you to come and preach. They call me to come and preach for the 25th anniversary, the 28th year anniversary and all that. And then he says, Worship Tabernacle is 16 years. Can you tell me what exactly was happening with you when all these friends of yours were having their own church? And I said, I just remembered David. When it's your time, it's your time. God's hands has been so much on this church that we've become leaders. Because it's not how quick you get there. It is your ability to stay there. And if you walk yourself there, you will have to maintain it by yourself. But if God gives it to you, nobody can take it away from you. Say, Pastor, what were you doing? I said, I was preparing. Did I like it? Oh, no. Did they invite me to preach? Absolutely not. They will only invite me to come and celebrate what they celebrate. So I will sit there in the congregation celebrating. But I was looking. I was observing. I was watching. The two churches, major two churches I was, one prepared me spiritually, one prepared me physically. So when I stepped into my own, I wasn't struggling because I had slain giants and slain lions in the garden. And God prepared me. He blessed me so much because he said, two things you should never do. Never count the offering. Never count the people. In 16 years, I've never. How many people are in your church? I have no idea. And some people think it's a pride. When somebody has said, I want to, because I'm coming to preach, I want to know how many books I should bring. I said, bring 20. Because <laughs> that is about how much you will sell. Bring 20. And he brought 20. In fact, common sense sometimes tells you, in this day and age, you really need to ask, why don't you go onto the website? Maybe it will give you an idea. He came with 20. And he went, Pastor, I didn't know your church is this. I said, eh. Because you're into the number games. Preparation. And when you go before your time, you will fail. Listen, Genesis 40 in 14 and 23, Joseph said, please, be kind enough to mention me to the king and help me get out of this prison. But the wine steward never gave Joseph another thought. He forgot all about him. It wasn't his time. Because although the dream was interpreted, it wasn't yet his time. 
Number one, number one in the challenge of isolation is your separation. Sometimes you've got to separate yourself. <laughs> Let me say this. Because many of you will now go into isolation depression. I didn't say cut everybody out. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, so, hey pastor, where, where, pastor says, where are you? Oh, I'm in isolation. Are you foolish, stupid isolation? That's not what it is. Because even though David was in isolation, he was still working. Even though Joseph was in prison, he was still blessing people. Not saying it's my time to retire from God's work so I can sort myself out. That's not isolation. Because there was no place I was in isolation that I wasn't serving in the church. It was my service that prepared me. Don't, don't fool yourself. Hey, mom can't get you, dad can't get you, brothers can't get you because I'm in isolation. That's not the stupidity I'm talking about. You didn't even take yourself off Instagram. You took yourself off people. So, let's get it right. Don't joke. Number two is dedication. Dedication. In your time of isolation, it's the time to water the seed. You will not see anything right now. Don't start the business and expect it to grow immediately. Keep putting water in there. Many of us are not dedicated to our trade. Are we ready? Many of us are not dedicated to our trade. I want to show you a clip that I watched this week of one of the greatest footballers of our time. No, called Cristiano Ronaldo. There's a debate between who is the best, Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. I am Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, uh, for reasons, uh, I just like his 20-pack. That's all. So, 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 so I'm, I'm Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a fantastic footballer. But this shocked me. Roll the tape. Let's, let's, let's see. A lot of people think Messi. A lot of people think you. A few others think other players, but the two honest, is yeah. honest. My honest thing is, I think <laughs> that matters to you. Yes. Why? It's 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 beautiful because you appreciate my job, what I my passion, what I what I like to do, and when you you listen, kind of, uh, you know, people, for example, like you. It's nice, make me feel proud. It means that you are, you are good, you are talent, you are the number one. Do you think what makes you different to the others, to the next rung on the ladder, if you like, of very good players, is the dedication level that you put in? I think I'm good, but I think my main strength, it's my mind. I think uh, it's my strongest point, it's my mind. Pierce, the, the numbers they don't like. If you see during the last 15 years, my, my level is always kind of the same. So effort, dedication, work hard, because the talent is not enough anymore. And if you don't dedicate it 100%, you're not going to reach the level that you want. For example, you arrive home, you had a lunch, you do it a quick nap, and you wake up, you play with your kids, blah, blah, and I have, to do, I have to go to the gym at least 30, 40 minutes, but this will make the difference in the end of the day, you understand? If you, you not do that, that work, you miss one. The next day, if you, it's two sessions that you lost, and I know in the end of the day, in the hand, they're going to make a huge difference. This is why I'm 34, 
and I look 28. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 54, I look 67. <laughs> I'm also... You are... Did you... Did, so, so, you see, what shocked me is the fact that here we have a guy on the top of his game and he's saying that that 30, 40 minutes is what sets the good to the great. And we want to be Cristiano Ronaldo without doing what he does. Can I ask you a question? Did you not say I exercised yesterday so today I can spoil myself? And the, you went for, for, for pounded yam and seven kinds of meat. The following day, you just said, I'm tired. And then you went for uh, uh, fried yam, fried potato. You put a fried plantain next to it. And then you built a whole lot of soup. You say, the following day, I will go and exercise. Do you see what he says? He says, when you miss one, you're most likely to miss the other. If you spend money today, you're most likely to spend it tomorrow. It is the consistent dedication myself my life when nobody sees it and claps for it that is where my victory is my victory is not when everybody comes to celebrate it my victory is when i can keep myself dedicated to it not everybody wants to wake up in the morning and get to the gym no everybody wants to eat right everybody wants to eat every single thing you want to eat but the difference is my body is the temple of the living god and you will never enjoy success if you don't take care of the seeds that God has given you. Many of you can't even clean your room in your, in your father's house. They walk into it and the room is a pit. It smells. It's, it's dirty. And yet you're saying to God, God, when am I going to be delivered so that I can have my own house? You can't take care of a room, but you want to take care of a house. God is delivering you from marrying someone because you're useless as it is right now. Sorry to use the word. And then you want to now be useful in your uselessness. It doesn't work like that. Somebody has to tell you the truth. I didn't marry someone. No, 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 no. I didn't go out with someone because of their toothbrush. I didn't know. I was thinking, I like this, I like this, I like this. So I went to her house. And one well, of us, I went into the toilet. I just wanted to use the toilet. And I saw the toothbrush. You may laugh, but this is how many people have missed their destiny. I saw the toothbrush. And I, I was like, and while I was doing the business, I was like, I was doing the business, I was like, and it just occurred to my mouth, if what you are putting in your mouth is this dirty, ah, Speaking in tongues won't save me from this uselessness. It is not the weave, it's not the lipstick, it's not the six pack, it's not what you do that matters. It is, she, she did not know that she truncated her destiny by her uncleanliness. And some of you will say, hey, maybe God didn't call you. Keep, keep on that. Even your house, you can't clean it. Even your home, you can't. Even your car, you can't clean it. Even though you're living in someone's house and it's not your house, but you're renting, you can't still dedicate yourself to say, this is a place of my dwelling and I will take care of it, even if it's not my own. I will exercise when nobody is there. I will wake up in the middle of the hours of the wee hours of the morning. I will do things consistently. Dedicate myself to it. And stop praying and fasting over nonsense. Because that's not going to help you. Because even unbelievers don't pray and fast and they're successful. 
So if it's by praying and fasting, then we show all should be millionaires. Something is going wrong with that theology. What are you doing? It's somebody's consistent dedication. Oh, it's 1.30. Sit down. It's somebody, it's Rebecca's consistent dedication of showing love and hospitality. She didn't show hospitality when she met Abraham's servant. That's not when she learned it. It must be something that was consistent. We're trying to tell you, be consistent. If you know how to do hair, do it well. If you know how to do makeup, do it well. If you know how to smile at someone, do it well. If you know how to usher, do it well. Let your parents, let your people, let your family around you know that you are excellent. Before we know you're excellent. Because yeah. what you don't do at home will show out. Yeah. It will show up. And many of us just like to show off on Instagram. For Facebook. Put our best. I'm an influencer. Influence your life first. <laughs> when you have a lot of people around you, be a good example. But sometimes God may say, shut it down for where I want to prepare you to go. Sometimes there may not be money in the account. Sometimes there may not be people around you. You may just be alone. You, yourself, by yourself. Maybe you, your wife. Nobody knows where you are. Nobody knows who you are. But it's a time of preparation. And it's a time of dedication. People only dedicate their things when people give them accolades. And this is what is killing this generation. We like people to hate us. And then we will get there. No, get there. Maintain it. Because it will not only keep you there. It will keep you going. Thank you. There's a time of isolation. It's a time to invest, not a time to buy. Get rid of your shoes. And I see here. And I this there. My hair there. My clothes here. My stuff here. What's the matter with you? As pastor has said to you so many times, you are killing your seed. 20, 20, 20 pounds, 20 pounds, 20 pounds. During the weekend, you go out with the boys. You're a boy. Some people have grown to men. Boys, you finish eating and drinking. 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 200 pounds. I went with my wife one time. We went to eat in a nice restaurant. And I'm coming to that. And then now they bought, bought me the bill. 750 pounds. Uh-huh. And so what? <laughs> 750 pounds. I nearly fell off from the chair. I, 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 I said, I, my, I said, 750 pounds. I think it was a bed. I said, that was not in the, in the budget. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I love you, but not 750 pounds. Not for food. I checked it. There was Bloody Mary. Sorry. There was, it was there. Bloody Mary. I don't know what is a drink. This, that, this. I called the guy. I said, I, do, do, is there any blood? On my life. Where is the Mary? The only Mary I know is in the Bible. I didn't drink all this. He says, he says, he says oh, sorry, sir. Uh, I think it's the wrong bill. So he said, he said uh, give me the bill. So no, 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 no. I, I, I need to observe the bill. Go bring my own bill. My bill was like 120. Now we're talking. Yes, sir. But when I observed the bill, I said, is this what people are doing in one sitting? Because it was a table for two. Don't say, wow, you do it too. <laughs> my wife and I traveled somewhere. We met some young people and I was just shaking my head. Do you really know that there's a time where you invest? 
This is not the time to mock around. It's the time to invest. It's the time to dedicate yourself. We'll do a budget for you. Five weeks down the line, the budget is out. Because there's no dedication. Your parents can't talk to you. Your mentor can't talk to you. Your pastor can't talk to you. You're in the wrong season. Doing, or you may be in the right season doing the wrong thing. Success doesn't come right away. Rome was not built in a day. Success is putting in the consistent effort. And like the quote of Aristo, he said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. The guy, Cristiano Ronaldo, has a habit. What habit do we have as Christians? Prayer and fasting. It's good, but it's not going to take you to where you're going. If you do not listen to what God wants you to do while you're praying and fasting. Eat anyhow. Drink anyhow. God said I should encourage you. I hope this is an encouragement. Calvin College said, nothing is more common than an unsuccessful man with talent. So your time of isolation will go through a separation. It must go through a time of dedication. And lastly, let me close, it goes through a time of celebration. Put, put the right scripture on. Mark 4, 28. The right one. <laughs> the earth produces the crops in its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through. Then the head of the wheat are formed. And finally, the grape ripens. Can I throw this out to you in the time of celebration? Don't celebrate prematurely. Because sometimes we arrive too early. Sometimes the only thing that's just shown is that you sold something and you got 200 pounds. The 200 pounds is still a season of seed. We now take the 200 pounds and we put it on Instagram. I am now an Amazon entrepreneur. 200 pounds. Just two. And then we want to teach others how you made a measly 200 pounds. Whereas God wants to make you make 20,000 pounds per month. But you arrived too early. You suddenly got a job and the first thing that comes to your mind is, I'm going to buy a Be My Wife. <laughs> BMW. That's the first thing that comes to your mind. No, that comes to your mind. It's now I can buy a BMW. Now I can buy a Mercedes. No, 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 no. That is premature celebration. There were years my wife and I were taking the tube. She was working in, in Credit Suisse First Boston. I was working for BT in IT. We were still taking the bus and the train. And if many of you follow me nowadays, you will still see me taking the train. Even where, where I am, ask Kessie. I come to, to work with my own food pack, food lunch, lunch. My wife is not here and she's not around. She's traveled for, the, for, me, for, for, for a while. Still, I'm still bringing my own. I wake up in the morning, put the potato in the oven. First time I had to open, uh, open the oven, I had to call her. She said, turn to the left, turn to the right, turn to the right. She said, I said, ah, this is, all, this is simple. She said, just, yeah, just turn it. The lights didn't come on, nothing came on. I'm like, ha. And she already put the potato in the side. I said, God, uh, what am I going to do? Then I said, hey, read the stuff. I called her back. I said, it's not working. She said, but when I do it, it works. I said, it's a habit for me. And I'm not going, then next thing she said, 
says, maybe you should buy something. I said, God forbid. That 50, if I start five pounds, I will continue. So I sat there and I made it work. It worked. Did I not come in? I came in with my potatoes, with my two packs of salad, with my uh, fish, and I was eating it while he was watching me. I didn't tell him to partake. Do your own. I could buy whatever I want to buy, but it's the wrong time to celebrate. But let me give you the second one and stop. Don't be shy and don't apologize for being blessed and celebrating God's blessing. Don't let people stop you from enjoying the works of your hands. The bamboo tree showed up. After five years, there's a time you will show up and you don't need to apologize. Many people don't enjoy their life because they don't want people to know what they have. Ah, let me give you a good advice. Drive the car, carry the bag, wear the clothes, live in the house. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 24, it says the best thing we can do is to enjoy eating, drinking, and working. I believe these are God's gifts. Don't trade your life away on the opinions of others. If you have done your separation, if you have done your dedication, enjoy your celebration. When they, if you watch the, 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 the clip forward, they ask Ronaldo, how many cars do you have? He says 12. Two Ferraris, two DB9s, two Bugattis, two... I was like, hey, 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 hey. But one thing he said, he said, I took my son to Lisbon, where I grew up, in that shack, and I was telling, took him to the room. I said, he said to him, this is where daddy grew up. His son looked at him, <laughs> smiled, and walked away. Because his son never saw him where he started from. And he said, go watch the kid. He says, my greatest fear and fight is to make sure my son goes through stuff before he gets stuff. But he's not shy to celebrate it. If I drive to church one day with my bukat, don't, don't, why, 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 why are you going to complain? My seed is in the ground. It has produced eh, church money. Which church money? When I was taking the tube on Friday or Thursday, nobody saw it. When I had to go to a hospital before coming here and then asking them, can they please, I'm so tired, can you just get me uh, an Uber that can take me? Nobody saw it. And then suddenly I drove in with a car and then you're complaining. Don't complain. Some people are getting married. They say, I don't want anyone to know because my friends are not mine. Get married. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your labor. Because recently I'm an, I was an executor on someone's will. And honestly, at the end of the will, at the end of the day, one family received a windfall of money. Windfall of money. For where they're living in that currency, it is mind-boggling. Five of them from just one person. Just one person who died, who passed away. And what they would enjoy, that person while she, him or she was living, did not enjoy it. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. I'm telling you, I was an executor. So I know. And I was like, wow, did this girl or man or... I'm trying to mask the whole thing. Did they even go on a holiday? 
So I told my son, I said, before anything comes to you, I get but Hi, hey, hey, hey. I'm into cruises now. I will cruise. In fact, there was one that you can go for 60 days. It's my ambition. Leave the church. Sort yourself out. Enjoy what God has given me without an apology. And then come back and tell y'all, this is where I went. Don't apologize to enjoy what God has given you. Don't apologize when you want for it. They were not there. So enjoy it. And when they ask from you, tell them, I will teach you how. I'm not giving you the fish. Go do your own. And enjoy life. Because if you don't celebrate it, you get to the pearly gates of heaven. And God will ask you, "Ah, I gave you ten talents. You operated and got another ten talents. Why didn't you enjoy it? Separation, dedication, and please, celebration. Did you get anything? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.